0: friends this is astrologer dk brainerd and you are listening to the stars for the people astrology podcast for the week of monday september 13th 2010 brought to you by empower empower radio empowering you on the agenda this week mercury finally goes direct Woo! Mars and Venus together in Scorpio. Ooh. And the Mercury Mantra Challenge brought to you by WordsForThePeople.com and Abilify. Okay, we're not really sponsored by Abilify. I just think that's the all time great pharmaceutical marketing name. I mean, who doesn't want to be abilified? You know? Abilify me, abilify me, yeah, because I can't do it on my own. Man, I'm recording this uh, right in the hour or two after Mercury Station Direct on Sunday night, September 12th, ready to have it out hot and fresh for you on Monday morning, September 13th. Thanks to the hardworking staff at Empower Radio, you know. And by the way, check out some of the other cool shows that are going on in Empower Radio. Lisa Jess Wine doing an awesome show. Just for starters, a lot of a lot of cool stuff there. A lot of uplifting content. Good thing to stream while you're at work. If you're at work and you stream things. But um, yeah, weird, you know, weird Mercury Zone kind of energy tonight. I have to say, the baby has had an incredibly good week, although yesterday was a little bit of a meltdown, but um, thank goodness we think it might be some food allergies, so uh, Jenny and I are going to the kines- kinesthesiology, nutritional, naturopathic doctor tomorrow to see what we might be allergic to, and um, working on on getting the diet even better than it was before, which is a great uh, Virgo thing to do, Mercury and Virgo. But, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, feeling a little bit flat tonight, so... And you know what? That's okay. The more I look into this whole enlightenment business, the more I become convinced that enlightenment really means very little more than accepting ourselves fully, for who we are and in the soul work that we've been doing here at wordsforthepeople.com more or less consciously for the last few years one of the things we work with is you know the concept of what my mentor uh, one of my mentors dr gilligan calls the good self and the bad self i'm sure that term is not original to him either but You know, that we we tend to get, uh, we identify ourselves with the good self, all those things that we've been told are good about ourselves that are acceptable, things we get rewarded for or not punished for as children and growing up, and then we tend to push away into the subconscious, repress, sublimate, however you want to say it, the bad self, the shadow, you know, those parts of ourselves that um that aren't so appropriate. And, and <clears throat> it's interesting because a lot of times, well, I would say almost always, there is... Well, let's back up for a second. You know, Carl Jung talked about um, two kinds of shadow. That there is the personal shadow, which is everything that we've repressed away from ego consciousness... And pushed down into the subconscious. And then there's the the collective or the archetypal shadow. And there are some things in the archetypal shadow. You know, and also, I guess, as that filters through into the personal shadow. But there are some really bad, scary um, things in the world. And, you know, so we're not saying that um, being a serial killer or being a baby killer, or a rapist, or a a Hitler, or, or, you know, some of the really scary monster archetypes that are out there, um, that there's any redeeming value in those. But what we do find in the soul work is that with most of the things that we repress, most of the problems that kind of keep coming back over and over and over again, you know, these patterns that I know that you can look at your life right now and, and notice something that's been activated for you over the last three weeks because that's what Mercury does in his role as the psychopomp or the, um, the communicator, the guide between the above-ground rational conscious world and the below-ground subconscious underworld, the world of the soul. Is that Mercury? When Mercury is retrograde, he makes us aware. He puts us in contact with those subconscious patterns. And in the soul work, one of the things that we find out is that whatever we're resisting, you know, the parts that feel the most painful, the parts that um, that just won't seem to go away, that won't seem to shape up and act right, that those parts of ourselves always have a message for us, and. You know, many times, um, if not all the time, the, that message contradicts the ego's message, you know, which either comes out of our childhood sense of being programmed with this is right and this is how you should be and this is what you should do, you know, and that comes from parents, it comes from our, our culture, it comes from what we're, we're, uh, indoctrinated with in school, um what we see growing up and and the ego may also be, we may also incorporate our rebellion against some of those elements that we grew up with, you know? And so we decide they were wrong. This is right. This is what I'm holding to. And then we repress some of that, you know, the stuff that they tried to tell us was good into the shadow. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter, um, which is which, but, um, and I feel like I'm in a very mercury retrograde, um, style of discussing this. So we'll take a deep breath, <sighs> slow down, and say that what we find out in the soul work is that those messages that the painful patterns or, or, or the painful parts of the psyche are trying to deliver to us, you know, are almost always deemed unacceptable by the ego. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had to repress them. But if we can create enough space to allow both the good self and the bad self to coexist, to be there both at the same time. Then we start opening up whole new possibilities of where we can go, who we can be. And what we're capable of experiencing and achieving and enjoying. And so as Mercury goes direct this week, and keep in mind that if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday, it takes a couple of days. It takes a few days for Mercury to to go from his dead stop kind of um, direct station to actually picking up some forward motion. One of the things we work with traditionally in astrology is that a planet's strength is determined by how fast it's moving in a forward direction. So its good strength um, depends on its speed moving forward. When it's moving at its normal speed or a little faster than its normal speed, then it's considered to be strengthened. When it's slowing down or stopped or just starting up again, then it's considered to to not be able to help us as much. So we need to be patient with Mercury going forward. But as Mercury goes forward, we should start to see in the area of our life described by Virgo in our solar chart and in our natal chart, some insights coming in as to how we can become more conscious of that part of the mind that, or that part of the psyche that has been causing us problems, that has been painful and how we can work with that using the conscious mind to bring some of that submerged content into awareness in a healthy way into consciousness. And every time we do that, that expands who we are. So, you know, one of the things that we do as human beings is that we create identities or these identities are created for us, you know? So, um, when I'm a good boy, I work hard, and I don't do drugs, and I don't have promiscuous sex, and, you know, whatever those good boy or good girl categories are for you, and maybe you identify myself as a father, you identify yourself as a mother, or um, as somebody who is looking for love. You know, we have all these different identity states. And when we can incorporate those messages from the repressed part of the psyche into our identity, and we can say, you know, I'm a good, I'm a good boy, I'm the good son, I'm the good dad, but I'm also somebody who has these tendencies to toward explosive anger, or I have these tendencies to be really lazy, and to get caught up in, um, you know, fantasy worlds which is a great Pisces thing for me. And rather than saying, that's bad, I can't be that, if we can say, hey, you know what, I can see that this archetype of getting caught up in the fantasy world can tend to manifest really destructively for me, what would happen if I consciously made a little bit of room for that so that it could happen in a positive way? So maybe I start reading uh, fantasy literature or sci-fi, which is for me, something that I've been really drawn to over the last two or three years. I'm on this Ursula K. Le Guin kick right now. and really enjoying that. Um, and when I make room for that, that expands my conception of who I am. It expands my identity and it gives me more options than I had when I was locked into this more limited identity state. So ideally for all of us, that's what mercury can bring us this week as mercury goes forward and then just on a practical level you know some of the frustration that many of us have been feeling should finally start to ease we should start to be able to get things done again you know keep on a schedule um make our appointments communicate without uh going blah 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 blah, which is what i feel like i've been doing for the last week so that uh, you know good news i think we're going to enjoy this and Really, when I look at this week, I feel, wow, okay, for the first time in in months, you know, there's nothing sort of uh, looming this week, which doesn't mean that we won't have adversity. But um, it is a nice thing to look at the chart and see uh, some open space there. Mars and Venus are in Scorpio. Mars moves into Scorpio on Tuesday, joining Venus there. So you've got the cosmic lovers in the sign that tends to be obsessed with sexuality, um, which is really obsessed with power and the deeper, so sexual energy on a psychological, emotional level, and since sexual energy is the driving force in the universe, or at least one of the major driving forces, that's how Scorpio, um, you know, Scorpio's desire is to understand how things work at the deepest level and be able to manipulate those primal forces. And so as Venus and Mars move into Scorpio, it it brings a lot of sexiness into the world, um, which can be good or bad. Scorpio can tend to get obsessed. It's one of the fixed signs and Venus and Scorpio is in the sign of her detriment. So Venus and Scorpio can be, can bring out venus's worst qualities um you know pleasure seeking addiction to pleasurable um, things whether they're healthy or not uh, v- venality which that's where actually the the word for venereal disease actually comes from from venus you know small-mindedness um being stuck on money possessions things like that getting it basically states of getting obsessed with what we're trying to attract to ourselves but at the same time it's a very very creative energy and you know what we have in the next six weeks or so with this dance of venus and mars is that we have the masculine and the feminine poles the positive and the negative poles combining so we've got this really powerful stream of energy and if we can avoid getting stuck we can really use that um and and use that to create to bring new and positive things into our life and again, that's a um that's an energy that in some ways I feel has been lacking over the last four or five months where in some ways we've been sort of um swept up on this giant wave, you know, or many of us have experienced it as our own kind of personal Katrina or personal tsunami. And um, it's like the waves are receding now, and, and we get a chance to, um, to, to rebuild, to build something new. So I'm excited about that. And then finally, I'd like to let you know about the first annual Words for the People, Mercury Mantra Challenge. What is the Mercury Mantra Challenge? Well, I've been wanting to do a, uh, a series of videos on the planetary mantras for a long time which is something I learned at the Theosophical Society in Detroit uh, many years ago. And I've done mantra to quite a few of the the planets. And mantra are a way of... It's a a Hindu, Hindu or yogic system that's been in place for thousands of years for strengthening the difficult areas in your chart. So... If you were born, say, with Venus and Scorpio, that Venus is in her opposite sign, so she has a hard time acting well, or Venus and Virgo, where Venus is in her fall, then you might want to do the course of mantra to Venus in order to strengthen that archetype. And the way I look at this is, I'll, I'll let you watch the video because I described this in the video, but I really see it as this is a way of focusing our intention around that archetype around that area of our life and i can tell you from personal experience it works and sometimes it works miraculously so mercury is the archetype of mind of thinking of speech of writing and what i'd like to invite you to do is to join me and um, i hope a few dozen of our fellow listeners and fellow readers at Words for the People, in doing the classical 40-day course of 108 mantras to Mercury every day. So more details on the web, check out the website for that. And we're going to start on Wednesday, September 15th. Wednesday is Mercury Day every week. So I hope you'll join us. I hope that you have found this useful and inspiring and please leave me some feedback send me an email if there's something you'd like me to discuss in the podcast an astrology question that you'd like answered you know wanting to know how something works send me an email or leave me a comment on the website or come and connect with us on facebook on the words for the people page until next week this is astrologer dk Brainerd saying may you go with the stars i seen the best minds of my generation refuse to take their medication Your electroshocks, your chemical pills Mmm, ain't gonna cure what ails us And i seen the best minds of my generation Washing windows at the service station